money funny. Got a little bit. Don't play nothing. Because I want to see if your praise is predicated on his history. Don't let the music make you praise. Let the memory make you praise. Don't praise because of the music. Praise because if it had not been. Somebody lift him. Somebody lift him. Somebody lift him. Somebody lift him. Nobody worry. Praise him. <laughs> Could have been another whole way. Some of y'all complaining because y'all walked out the daughter at the doctor with a prescription. You could have walked out making arrangements. Y'all didn't hear me complaining, talking about why I gotta take this. No, no, you could've walked out making arrangements. And so that's all right. I might not be where I wanna be right now, but thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. We bless you, O Lord. We bless, thank God for Jesus. I heard the elders say, I don't always get it right, y'all. I don't always get it right. But let me tell you what I never do. I never forget who, who saved me. Huh? 
Essence, you solid? She solid? Gang, is she solid? Okay. All right. Uh-huh. Right now, she all right. She like she all right. Just wanted to make sure she was praised. All right. Because we don't allow, y'all not in this room, we don't allow no foolishness in the glory. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Y'all, see, when the atmosphere goes up, there's an expectation of glory. See, you got to get to a place where you walk in authority. When the Bible said, if there's any sick among you, it didn't say if there's particular sick. It said if there's any sick among you. So let me tell you, I'm at a place in my faith where I'm just not allowing it. If there's any sick, hey, excuse me. And I'm talking about sick in any way. Sick in your body, sick in your mind, sick in your resources. I'm talking about if there's any, y'all, 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 y'all. Because you got to understand, I have authority. I have authority over all unclean spirits. That's right. Anything unclean cannot occupy space when all y'all know. I got authority to cast it out. So if there's anything in here that should not be, it got to go. I'm talking about immediately. I said, if there's anything in here that should not be, it got to go. I even rebuke the illicit. I'm going to get to this word, I promise you, because I know what the Lord said. I got to rebuke the illicit. Today, you got to get things in order. I rebuke the illicit. Any illicit connection, any illicit gain, See, that's an unclean spirit. Okay, good. That's why some stuff ain't working, because you're trying to mix the illicit with the legitimate. There will be no mixing. That is strange fire, says the Lord. You cannot mix the illicit with the legitimate. The Lord says in this place, there will be no halfway. There will be no halfway. There will be all or nothing. All or nothing. Y'all keep looking at me like that if you want to. I hear God. All or nothing. Either we gonna go at that thing or we not. I said all or nothing. You got to quit playing. You got to quit hiding because God is exposing every illicit mindset. He's exposing every illicit relationship. He's exposing every illicit habit. And the Holy Ghost says all or nothing. All or nothing. All of it. Keep playing with God if you want to. You stuck because you're playing. You stuck because you won't give it all to him. The reason you on the merry-go-round is because you keep playing in the flesh. Now, anybody who's prepared for complete surrender, because I'm about to go to this word. No, because see, the devil, see, the praise just broke the ground up. Now I got to deposit a seed. I'm grateful for it. 
That praise, this praise right here, this right here, this broke the ground up. Now I'm about to make a deposit. See, I know when God is telling me over, and I know when the devil was saying, go ahead and stop now. No, I'm not stopping. Because I got to make a deposit. Because some of y'all leave high on praise, huh? And deficient in seed. Talking about, ooh, that was good, but you ain't got no seed. So you leave out high on praise. Talking about, ooh, don't you feel better? But you're deficient on seed. So we're going to break this ground up with this hollow. And then once I done broke the ground up, now I got to make a deposit. Because in this church, I'm going to tell y'all what we stand for. I can't talk for nobody else. I ain't comparing to nobody. But in this church, we shout over the praise and the word. In this church. And in this church, there is no word deficiency. I can't talk about nobody else. Whatever everybody else do, praise the Lord for them. But here, where I've been tasked to lead, we break up ground and we plant. There will be no deficiency. Now, if you ain't all or nothing today, it's going to be a rough day for you. Hands lifted. I'm about to pray and I'm going to go to this word. I'm serious. It's going to be rough. Hands lifted. If you, if you want to play, don't play nothing. Because too often times, y'all waiting. Let me hear the soother. No, because... There ain't no, gonna be no keyboard in your in your bedroom at night. Uh-huh. You ain't got no musicians. You ain't got no praise team. And if you can't roll up out of the bed and just excuse me, if you can't if you can't roll out the bed and shout and go on about your day, huh? If you can't do that, I don't care what your dance look like. Just roll out the bed. Tell the Lord, thank you. Just move. Tell the Lord, thank you. Now I'm about to, you know what, y'all, 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 y'all hold on for a second. Let me teach y'all something. Y'all keep standing. How is it if I go to the doctor, they take that little hammer and they hit my knee. They do, that's a health check. That's not a preference test. It's a health check because they're trying to see if I hit you or your reflex is working. How in the world do you go to church and when it's time for a reflex check, you want to tell God that ain't your preference. He's trying to see if your praise is healthy. And so every time, every time, the old folk used to say, Ganey, when I think, I think. That's what they used to say. When I think, I think. It's a reflex. Think hallelujah. The hallelujah. I just need somebody to take a few seconds and go ahead and give God a reflex check. I don't care how you do it.
Even if y'all at home looking at me, I don't care. Go ahead, go ahead, right there in your own house, holler. Wake the neighbors up, tell them. Father, I thank you. Ground is broken. Now give me the strength to deposit. Let the word go forward, unchecked by any foreign force. Then give us ears to hear, the faith to receive, the discipline to apply. In Jesus' name. And for your glory. Amen. Clap those hands. Get those notebooks and Bibles. Get those notebooks and Bibles. Did you set the record on the next one? Beautiful. Get those notebooks and Bibles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are y'all ready to grow? I'm, I'm about to mess up the slides a little bit. Y'all, we be all right. Y'all got your notebooks and Bibles? We're going to use them a little bit. Please hear me. I need to go back for a second. We're talking about walking in spiritual authority. Say spiritual authority. Come on, talk to me. Say spiritual authority. Now I've given you three key principles. Three key principles. Now I'm about to go backwards and what I'm about to say is not in the notes. So whatever you got to do, might be in your notes, but they're not going to be on the slides. I'll get to my slides in here in just a second. So you thumb back through your notes, and let's work. Amen? Because some of us got some illicit stuff in your life that you need to take authority over. Amen? Three principles. One, one cannot walk in authority without submission to authority. You should have that in your notes. I cannot walk in authority without being submitted to authority. And let me say this behind principle number one. If you refuse to submit to natural authority, you are lying to yourself if you say you are submitted to spiritual authority. Quiet. You cannot say that you just will not submit to nobody on earth and expect us to believe that you're submitted in heaven. Number two. Authority is given. This should be in your notes. Authority is given. When the Lord gives authority, he causes us to have it. He doesn't give us limited authority. He gives us all the authority we need. Number three. Y'all should have these. If not, go back to last week and listen again. Authority comes with a predetermined scope. You don't get to use authority how you want. You got to use it the way God intended. Amen. So someone say, I have. Come on, say, I have. Spiritual authority. Come on, say, I have. Spiritual authority. Third time, I have. Spiritual authority. 
once I get past these three principles regarding spiritual authority, we got to get that embedded in your spirit. I can move on to two further principles. I talked about these on Wednesdays. On Wednesday. The first was immaturity inhibits authority. You cannot say that you want to walk in spiritual maturity, but you refuse spiritual authority, excuse me, but you refuse to be mature. <clears throat> Number two, authority requires training or instruction. Authority requires training or instruction. Now, for the sake of comprehension, class, for the sake of comprehension and application, I want to synthesize those two principles into what I'm going to call a spiritual growth cycle. Write this down. Spiritual growth cycle. Put it in your notes. I'm synthesizing those two principles into what I'm calling a spiritual growth cycle. Who wants to grow? All right. So I'm going to synthesize those two principles into a spiritual growth cycle. What is the cycle? Mature faith, accurate spiritual instruction. Mature faith, one. Accurate spiritual instruction, two. Those two things work together in a cycle. Mature your faith, get instruction. Mature your faith, get instruction. They work together in a cycle. As my faith matures, the next step, I must get accurate spiritual instruction. But accurate spiritual instruction also increases my faith. Do y'all see that? Mature faith, accurate spiritual instruction. Now let me walk through some verses. Let me walk through some verses. Watch this. Growth cycle. The Bible says in Romans 10, put Romans 10 in your notes because you should go back and read it. Faith comes by Come on, class. Faith comes by hearing by right. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So if I want mature faith, faith comes by watch. But in that same chapter, it says, how can they hear without a oh, now, now, which means this immediately removes this whole concept that you could be at home hearing by yourself. I don't need the church. We don't need none of that organized religion. We don't need to do all of that. I can go get the book on my own. Have you ever wondered why, even in the natural, you, can't, you can go buy all of the books for a course and still not get a degree? Because unless you enroll in the course of study, Having the book does not give you the credential. Because enrolling in the course of study says you've submitted to an instructor. Buying the book is not submission. Lord have mercy. So, faith comes by, hearing by. How can they hear without a? Now watch, I'm going to take you one more step. This is, the, this is the sticky step. How can they hear without a? But the Bible also says, still in Romans 10, because you got to get the whole thing. How can he preach unless he be? Which means 
everybody preaching ain't sin. Excuse, excuse my ain'ts. There's some folk preaching who are not sent. And if they are not sent, they cannot cause you to hear. And if they cannot cause you to hear, you cannot mature your faith. So going to a YouTube preacher does not automatically include because the prerequisite for a preacher to increase your hearing is that the preacher must be sent, not popular. Sent, not stylistically applicable. Sent. Y'all hear me? For the growth cycle, mature faith, accurate spiritual instruction. Let's go deeper. That's 50%. So, so far, we've talked about 50% of the growth cycle. We saw it in our Matthew text where it says the reason you couldn't cast out that devil is because of your, the littleness of your faith, the immaturity of your faith. I want you to remember a couple of things. Y'all okay? Spiritual authority is the proper enforcement of the word of God. Spiritual authority is the proper enforcement of the word of God. The immature don't do that. And if you want to properly enforce the word, you got to be instructed. If you've never been instructed, you'll shoot yourself. Does that make sense? Let's look at Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10 Jesus summoned his 12, verse 1. Y'all there? Gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. That's as far as I got last Sunday. Now the names of the 12 apostles are these. The first, Simon, who's called Peter. Andrew, his brother. James, the son of Zebedee, John, his brother, Philip, and Bartholomew. Y'all with me? Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon, the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. Now, I had a major issue. The Bible says this. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Isn't that what the Bible says? So there's nothing in here that's not important. Because all scripture is given by inspiration. And for me, people of God, you start in verse 1 telling me he summoned his 12 and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every kind of sickness and every kind of disease. He could have skipped to verse 5. Why did you name the 12? What difference does it make? Say the 12. Move on. But there's something important for us to recognize. Listen to this point. Both authority and 
instruction are given based upon what the Lord wants and not based upon how we see ourselves. Huh? It is not as if the Lord says, oh, well, you don't see yourself as worthy, so you don't get authority. Authority is given like spiritual gifts as the Lord wills. Ain't that what the Bible says? He gives to those as he wills. And so what happens is, not only do we start talking ourselves out of spiritual authority, we start thinking that other people don't have spiritual authority because we know their history. It's vital to me that he included the 12 because if you understand anything about Jewish history, the 12 that Jesus picked were 12 outcasts. You got to understand the reason that the 12 were so willing to follow Jesus is because they couldn't find no other rabbi to follow. Huh? For a boy to be working when Jesus picked them meant that they couldn't get with no other rabbi. Let me give it to you in 2021. They've applied to every school and been rejected. And Jesus comes and says, I'll let you enroll in my school. Because for a Jewish boy to be working meant that he had been rejected by every teacher. And in his crew, he got crazy tail Peter. Huh? He got old Dalton Thomas. He got old Levi that was hated by everybody. Amen? James and John just followed along because Peter was there. Go study the record. Why you think? Peter, James, and John all kind of rolled together and he called to Peter and James and John like, well, I guess we go too. We ain't got nothing else to do. Peter denies Jesus to his face. Judas sells the man out. And watch this. Jesus picks them all knowing what they were going to do when he picked them. None of what I just said snuck up on Jesus. It is not like Jesus was like, I didn't see that one coming. Oh boy, man. <laughs> Judas, I can't believe you did me like that. So this means that Jesus gave authority to his betrayer. He gave authority to people who didn't even believe he was who he said he was. You got people walking around with authority that ain't even fully convinced that the authorizer is risen. Oh, it's unpopular. We know for sure that the 12 didn't even know who Jesus is. Because even when he calmed the storm, he was like, they were like, who are you? What manner of man is this? So you got people with authority who not even flowing like they should. Now, this is important. These 12, let me say something to somebody. Let me give you some encouragement. I don't care who you were, what you did, 
what you were connected to, that is not what's holding you back from operating in spiritual authority. So stop beating yourself up over your past. Telling yourself that it is your past holding you back. As a matter of fact, stop beating yourself up over the past of people who are in your family. Some of you won't go for what God has for you all because you ain't never seen nobody in your bloodline go for it. I ask the questions I ask on purpose because I want to see whether or not you're going to yield to the decisions of your bloodline or rise to the authority of the king. Are you going to walk in the newness of life or walk in the oldness of history? I don't care. Listen, everybody in my family got this problem. You ain't got to have it. Bishop, ain't nobody in my family ever went to school, so you go. Bishop, everybody in my family, this is genetic. Okay, y'all fooling with me today. I went to the doctor, and the doctor says, Lord have mercy. Let me come up here, because I feel myself hopping over this table. I went to the doctor, and the doctor said, that the problem was genetic. Oh, I'm about to help somebody. And so I'm going, I got to have it over here, Daphne because it's genetic. The doctor said it run in my blood line. I read the Bible. Thank you. Thank you, doctor. I'm not taking anything away from you. But I got a different report. I like to bring to the table if any man be in Christ he is a new creation new creature new species I don't get it all things are passed away behold all things become new this means what you see in my genetics when I come to Jesus, I can be regenerated. <laughs> Whoa! That means that God can take everything in my history and regenerate me. And next time you check me, my whole geological sequence has changed. My genetic code has been altered by what I have submitted to. My whole genetic code been altered. Huh? Huh? My whole genetic code. And that don't just apply to physical sickness. It also applies to habits. My genetic code has been altered. I said it applies to habits. Daddy was a drinker. My genetic code has been altered. Mama got used to get around. My genetic code has been altered. Everybody in my family got high. My genetic code has been altered. I came to Jesus and I have been regenerated. I am not what they are. I will not repeat what they have done. I'm new. Come on now. He whom the Son has set free is free. Indeed. I need some parent up in here 
to go ahead and regenerate so your kid has something different to look at. See, y'all playing too much in here. God strengthened my resolve. I need some parent up in here to say, no, 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 forget what you heard. I'm about to be different. You're going to see something different. I'm going to fight until you see something different. I'm going to pray until you see something different. I'm going to travail until you see something different. When my son looks at me, I want my son to look at me and go, yes, that's what a man should be. I want my son to look at me and say, yeah, daddy showed me what a man was. I don't want my son to look at me and, and say, daddy showed me what a man shouldn't be. No, 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 no. I want my daughters to say, that's how you treat a woman. I don't want my daughters to say, let me find something else. I don't want them to be confused. I need some regenerated saints. Regenerated. Y'all can look at me if you want to. Something profound about the fact that Jesus gave authority to people who we wouldn't have gave a word to. You know why? Because Jesus was like, look, once I get through with you, <laughs> I heard that you used to, yep, and I heard that you, yep. And I heard that you, uh-huh. But once Jesus got through with me, there's a rumor out. Go ahead, tell it to me. Oh, that's all they told you? Because if you knew the rest, you really wouldn't talk to me. But once Jesus got through with me, Come on, y'all, I'm trying to get past this point. But it does something on the inside of me. It encourages me that Jesus, knowing everything, he was omnipresent and omniscient. And he still gave authority to those who didn't have it all together. So lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and allow the king of glory to come in. Go ahead and declare, I got authority. I might not have it all together, but one thing I have is authority. I might still be struggling in a couple of areas, but one thing is for certain, I got authority. Everybody listening to me everywhere, I just need somebody to just go ahead and say, I got authority. The problem is when we refuse to hear. I said, the problem is when you refuse to hear. Instruction comes, you don't hear it, you don't receive it, you don't apply it. I've said this to some of you to your face, so I'm about to say it to the crowd. Don't say I didn't warn you. Some of y'all don't listen. That's what I said. The word of the Lord, listen to this. I'm about to go to my last verse. The word of the Lord puts a demand on the hearer. The word of the Lord puts a demand on the hearer. I don't understand. When the word of the Lord goes forward, you are now in a position of rejection, huh, or reception. It's a demand placed on you. Huh? You've been told your choice. The instructions, listen to this. If y'all don't hear nothing else I said today, I hope y'all hear what I'm about to say. 
the instructions of the Lord are not suggestions. Look at verse 5. These 12, them crazy ones, Jesus sent out. What's the next word? Don't, don't, don't go too fast. These 12. Jesus sent out. Next word. After. After instructing them. Some of us trying to go out ain't got nary instruction. Nary. Huh? Nary instruction. But the instructions of the Lord are not suggestions. Now, I'm not going to go to the rest of the verse. I preached the rest of this verse on Wednesday. I got to deal with after instructing for a good 15, 20 more minutes. Are y'all here? Here's my issue. When the Lord dropped that in my spirit, that the instructions of the Lord are not suggestions, I clearly heard the Lord say, too many of us hear his word like it's optional. Come to church, amen. And walk away like you didn't hear nothing. The instructions of the Lord are not suggestions. Forgive and you will be forgiven. That ain't a suggestion. I'm working on it. You see how that works? All my parents, raise your hands. Hands down. You tell your kid, kid, huh? Clean your room. I'm working on it. There you go. Not easy. Some of these modern parents, they might let you get that off. I'm working on it. And they respond with something like, hurry up. Now, my daddy was born in 45. My first problem would have been, huh? Because, see, my, my daddy was born in 1945. So my first, huh? And, you know, I was with my grandparents all the time, and Papa was born in 1910. Huh? My grandmother was born in 1911. So they believed in yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, and yes, sir, and no, sir. I wish I would have raised my voice to say, huh? That would have been the first problem. Second problem, there was no working on it. I'm going somewhere. If it don't work in the natural, what makes you think it works in the spirit? This is why you cannot tell me that you are submitted to spiritual authority but you rebel against natural authority. Because a natural authority 
oh, let's, 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 let's walk the line. If natural authority, speaking on the behalf of the Lord, who the Lord sent, tells you that the word of God says this, how in the world do you say, I'm working on it? Bishop just don't understand. That ain't Bishop talking. If my responsibility is to stand before you and speak as the mouthpiece of God, the bishop's job is in persona Christe, in the stead of Christ. My responsibility is not to be up here looking cute in this vestment, but it is to have a lifestyle that exemplifies Jesus before you. And if I'm living like I should and preaching the text accurately, what gives anybody the right to be like, I'm working on I tell you what gives us the right. We are a stiff neck and rebellious people. Which is why stuff hit the earth and we cry about it instead of taking authority over it. Which is why stuff hit the earth and you go down to the job center you shouldn't need a social service agency if you're in alignment. Oh, yeah. Let's call the roll up in this piece. Ain't nothing wrong with assistance. Go ahead. Get what you got. But some of y'all using assistance like it's your job. Assistance. Assist. The assist. In sports, the assist ain't the basket. Score. Assist. Points. If you want to make points, you got to come out of the assist. Ain't nothing wrong with getting a good assist. But how many of y'all want to be assisted forever? Okay, y'all. Oh, let me go ahead and expose the devil. Let us be clear. Social services don't want to see you whole. I'm talking about governmental social services. There are some great programs out here that are nonprofits that are trying to do things. Some nonprofit owners in this room who are doing phenomenal work. But social services are actually not designed for you to get any better. Do you know why? Because if you no longer needed them, people wouldn't have jobs. So social services are designed to keep you connected to them forever. Huh? Do you think, oh, we out here, I'm exposing the whole devil. Do you think they want to change the opioid crisis? Do you know if they got everybody off of opioids, how many places would close? Do you know how much money is being made on people who are addicted to opioids? Do you think they want to change infant mortality? Do you not know if the infant mortality rate was actually decreased and babies were no longer dying at a rate of six to one African-American to white that they wouldn't be getting millions of dollars into this city? Millions of dollars have come into West Dayton because six black babies died of every white.
on authority. Then when the doctor say baby's sick, we go, no. Because see, there's some money that don't even want the baby to make it. Y'all not talking to me. So there's a system that is thriving off of death. I represent a system that calls for life. Somebody come in here addicted to drugs, I rebuke it. But there's a system that thrives on their addiction. I represent a system that thrives off of their release. Now, the instructions of the Lord. Oh yeah, we're talking about it today. Because some of us are just like, well, Bishop, you know, that's what it say. But I need, I need confirmation. I need confirmation. Watch this. Guess, y'all hear about gravity? Y'all know about gravity? Gravity. Let's try it again. You know why? When I put my foot out here, I don't stay up here. Gravity. Guess what gravity is? A law. It's a law that can't be broken. I got 66 books worth of spiritual law. <laughs> that spiritual law can't be broken. My responsibility is to accurately enforce spiritual law the same way that nature enforces gravity. When I open my mouth as an officer of spiritual law, there is nothing under the sound of that word that can stop spiritual law from working like gravity. If the spiritual law is not working, it's because of the littleness of your faith and the lack of instruction. Write down the word instruction in your notes because I got to get you these points. Because here's, here's the thing that got me. Y'all see in verse 5, these 12 Jesus sent out after instructing them. For a minute, I actually liked King James a little bit better because the King James says he sent out after commanding them. It made it a little uh, stronger to me. But when I looked up instructions, kind of got slapped around a little bit because an instruction actually is a command. To instruct is to command, to give orders, to charge. Watch this. When somebody instructs you, they are announcing what must be done. This is the way my wife put it yesterday when I was talking to her about it. She said, if you go and you get some Ikea furniture, 
and you want it to look like the box, you better follow. Them instructions in the box, them ain't suggestions. Somebody gonna catch it. You want that to look like the box? Like what you saw in the store? Watch this. Like what the manufacturer intended? You better follow the instructions. Let me go ahead and swing this right real quick. You want your marriage to look like the Bible? You better follow. Not YouTube. Not Instagram. Not TikTok stories. The instructions. Because watch this. Instagram didn't design marriage. YouTube is not the manufacturer. You want your kids to end up right? You better follow the instructions. The instructions are the sole property of the designer. So let's go further. This is why, watch this. Listen to what I'm about to say before I give you these points. Stop listening to people who are giving you instructions that don't line up with the designers. Stop listening to people who are giving you instructions that don't line up with the designers. Just because it sounds good don't make it right. Hello. Some of us are taking instruction from people and it ain't even working in their life. And when I say working in their in they life, that don't mean, ooh, we Jesus. That does not mean that you got to wait for them to go through it, for them to be, watch this, an expert on it. Sometimes they're an expert having not gone through it. Some of the stuff they avoided is something that should make you ask them the question. Somebody didn't catch that. You waiting on them to be like, you ain't never gone through this. The fact that they ain't gone through it actually means you should probably ask them some questions. Because how did they avoid what you in? Why are you only taking advice from people who had money problems? You might want to talk to somebody who ain't never had none. I'm not saying that the person who's had money problem ain't got nothing to say. But stop turning your nose up at instruction just because you don't like the source. Let me give you all these points. I'm almost out of time. Y'all learning today? I said I'm planting seeds. Number one, instructions provide the full list of materials. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. I said the instructions provide the full list of materials. Think in your mind. You get instructions to something. In that instruction set, it says, check the box. This everything's supposed to be in there. Watch it. I'm trying to help you. Because the instructions are embedded in the blessing. Notes. The instructions are embedded in the blessing. Everything God gives you comes with embedded instruction. But here's our problem. We miss number one. The instruction provides the full list of materials. So before you begin, you got to make sure you got everything. Huh? God brings you something. Let me make it practical. God brings somebody in your life. Huh? Before you move forward, make sure ain't nothing missing from the box. 
Somebody back there is catching it. It's not that I'm going to send it back, but I might have to call in and tell them to send me. I'm not going to move forward. And watch this. I can't be mad at what I was sent if I decided to move forward when everything wasn't in the box. Because now I'm in the middle of the building process and the construction is half done. Now I got to wait while something is not stable. Some of your relationships are shaking because you moved forward without all the pieces. And when you move forward, now you got a relationship that don't have the pieces and you making orders from the Lord and your parts ain't got in yet. So things are shaky, unstable, unable to endure. Watch this. And you can't even utilize it to its potential yet. Then what we do because we're impatient is we want to throw the whole thing away. Number two. Instructions give the order of operations. Whew. Anybody learning anything today? Instruction gives the order of operations. I don't understand. You ever look at instructions? And the instructions say, number one, lay out all this stuff. Number two, put part A to part B. Screw in three screws C. Tighten. Watch this. With wrench D provided. That's order of operations. What we do, impatient, no maturity, no instruction. We took screw C, huh? Screwed them in the board F. Grab wrench G, tighten it all up. You said that looked right to me. Sat down, broke the whole thing, and got mad at that. Because you didn't follow the order of operations. You didn't follow the order of operations. You didn't follow the order of operations. You slept with them before you got married. You didn't follow the order of operations. And you used an illicit order of operations as validation for something that was spiritual. My illegal act was good, so my spiritual act must be good too. It's possible to enjoy sin with somebody, but then not be able to be righteous with the same person. The Lord is talking. I said it is possible to enjoy sin with someone, but not be able to be righteous with the same person. Now that's what I said. That's what happens when your order of operations is off. Just somebody say, Lord, get me together. Number three. Oh, I'm running out of time. Number three. 
Instructions provide access to help. Instructions provide access to help. Excuse me, what do you mean? You ever look in the manual? And in the manual it say, if you're missing any pieces or need any further clarification, please dial this number. Go to this website where we have compiled a list of videos that will walk you through the process in visual form. But if you don't follow the instruction, you frustrate it for no reason. Hello, somebody. In the instruction, it'll tell you how to get clear. But how in the world are you trying to get clear but won't follow instruction? Fix it, Jesus. The Lord was like, I can't fix nothing. You won't listen. You're not using a list of materials. Your order of operations is off. You ain't even open the instruction manual, but you want me to fix it. Number four. I've said this before. I'll move past this one quickly. Instructions are not optional. Amen? You want to look like that? Do it like that. Period. You want to look like that? Do it like that. But Bishop, no but Bishop me. You want to look like that? Do it like that. End of story. Huh? Here's the issue. I told you guys before, I like to run. And I went to go buy a pair of running shoes one time. I was at Rotors in town and country, and he told me, he says, how long you been running? I told him a couple years. I've been, you know, doing long distance running. I've been running a few years because when I was younger, I ran sprints. I did relays. But I got into long distance running and I was doing long distance running. He said, well, run in the hallway. He said, oh boy. What's the problem? Your form is all wrong. I'm about to help you. He said, Ain't no way you're going to be able to sustain running like that. Excuse me? Your form is bad. It's possible to have bad form and still be comfortable for a season. As a matter of fact, the world will make shoes to compensate for bad form. Overpronator, underpronator, extreme overpronator, extreme underpronator. That's how your feet hit. They'll put they'll put you in a pair of shoes. You can get orthotics. They will go ahead. Go ahead. Keep pronating incorrectly. We'll make the shoe not tell you the truth. He said, or I can fix your form. You got a you got a choice. I'll give you something that lies to you, secret sensitive church that tells you that everything is going to be okay. Or I can fix your form, the word of God that reveals. I can give you something to make everything okay. You know, that word that'll say, on the other side of your praise, it's going to be fixed. No, it's not. That's not true. You can praise all you want to, but until you put some work with that faith, you can praise till you pass out. But after you get done praising, get you a budget. After you get done praising, schedule some counseling. After you get done praising, go in your refrigerator and throw out them 12 pound cakes. 
get done, when you get done praising. Number one, instruction provides the full list of materials. Number two, instruction gives the order of operation. Number three, instruction provides access to help. Number four, instructions are not optional. I think I'll stop there. You all right? Y'all didn't want me to stop? I got three more. Y'all said bring it? Bring it. Five, success without instruction is the result of grace and mercy. <laughs> I was going to stop right there. I was going to do that on Wednesday. If you're receiving success without instruction, that's grace and mercy. You can't see that as good or something to celebrate. Like it, look, it looked just like the picture. I only got 12 screws left over. Where them screws go? Mm -hmm. But watch this. The truth is, you can make something look like it, but not really be it. Oh, Jesus, I should have waited. No, I shouldn't have. You can make something look like it, but not really be it. Just because you can pose for the camera. Just because you can go on dates. Just because you can go on vacation. That don't mean you got a good marriage. Just because you can send your kids to a great school, just because your kid got a scholarship, don't mean they holy. Huh? It don't mean that. It don't mean that. Just because your doctor didn't see nothing wrong with you, that don't make you healthy. Huh? Just because you got a 401k, just because your, your employer doesn't match, just because you got some money in your bank account, that don't make you a good steward. Just because it looked like it don't mean it is it. Number six, admiring or rejoicing over the instruction builds nothing. Excuse me? This is what we do in church. Instruction comes forward. Praise Jesus! That didn't build nothing. Ooh, that is so good, Bishop. Y'all hear what Bishop say? Ooh, that is so good. Did y'all hear that? Ooh, that is so good. I wrote that down in my notes. That is so good. Did you hear that? Ooh, you hear what he said? Ooh, let me post it. Ooh, built nothing. Nothing's built. Ooh, I wrote that twice. I circled it. I got out all my pretty highlighters that I bought. Built nothing. Building doesn't take place until application. Hmm? You turning around to your neighbor, you done high-five 12 people, posted, texted, tweeted it, Facebooked it, Instagrammed it, and won't apply it. So you rejoicing over the instruction and... Rejoicing over it, because listen, we have a church culture that loves rejoicing over stuff they're not going to do. You will run and sweat your hair out and be just as nasty when you leave church. Why? 
because we like the applause of other people who are no more willing to do it than we are. Now my wife would say, what sense does that make? That's what my wife would say. Babe, that just doesn't make any sense. And it don't. But we do it anyway. Think about it. It don't make no sense. Amen means I agree. The term amen, that means I agree. So don't amen stuff you won't apply. You ever signed a contract? Ooh, I just heard that drop down. You ever, sir, you ever sign a contract? Watch this. When you sign a contract, you are agreeing to the terms of the contract. When a word goes forward and you amen it, you just signed a contract in heaven. You've agreed to the terms of that word. Now you got a breach of contract when your behavior don't, meet, don't match your signature. There's a penalty that comes when you break the contract. Huh? That's why I'm fine. That's why I'm fine with preaching to a quiet church. Because when you say amen, I want you to mean it. But too often, many of my, my lovely peers are addicted to amens. Somebody better talk to me. Y'all, you ain't got to talk to me. I've preached this to myself. I done got happy to myself. I can holler, run all by myself. I'm strange like that. I rejoice when I wrote it. You ain't got to talk back to me. I want you to mean it when you say amen. Best thing you can do for me is not shout. The best thing you can do for me is live home. Let me go back. Instruction provides the full list of materials. Two, instruction gives the order of operation. Three, instruction provides access to help. Number four, instructions are not optional. Five, success without instruction is the result of grace and mercy. Six, admiring or rejoicing over the instruction will build nothing. Here is seven, last one. Instructions never contradict the original manufacturer's intent. Instructions never contradict the original manufacturer's intent. If you hearing something that don't line up with the word, that ain't God. Because hmm? that's not the way it works. I think I've heard the Lord say, no you didn't. Nope. Because it don't line up with the original manufacturer. Watch this. If you go buy a bookshelf, the instructions in that box are leading you to build a bookshelf. If you take the wood that was intended to build a bookshelf and decide to build a bed, Listen to me. The manufacturer 
can provide no assistance if the bed don't hold weight. The manufacturer can provide no assistance if the bed don't have all the parts. The manufacturer can provide no assistance if the bed breaks. No assistance. You know why? Because the manufacturer never intended it to be a bed. intended it to be a bookshelf. I'm going to leave that right there. What he said is what he meant. And then you go to try to modify law. There is no warranty to modification. Some of us are trying to modify God's original intent. Sometimes because, watch this. How many of y'all ever put, the, put something together and you say, I'm about to do this an easier way? See, y'all tripping. Thank you for some honest people up in here. Y'all sitting up there, y'all looking at the instructions. You looking at that paper? It's too hard. I'm about to do this another way. Here's the issue. If you have to call for assistance, prayer. The first thing the manufacturer asks you is, did you follow instructions? And when you tell the manufacturer, well, I did it, Frank Sinatra, my way. The manufacturer at that point is not obligated to provide support. Because you didn't follow his instructions. But thank God for Jesus. Because we serve a God who will mess it up and he'll clean it up. Hmm? Fix that thing right up. I had an ink pen once. People know me, know I'm in the ink pens. I'm going to say this, I'm going to pray. Paid for the ink pen, got the ink pen in. And I'm sure I probably did something wrong. I like fountain pens. It was clear. It was nice. I'm, I think I over I did something wrong. Long story short, that joker was leaking. Anybody who's really into fountain pens knows a, leaky, a leaking fountain pen is a problem. So I got a leaking fountain pen. It's leaking. And I called... And I, and I said, honestly, I think I broke it. I'm pretty sure I did it. I think I over-tightened something. Something ain't right. It's leaking. Just so happened that I was talking to the owner on the phone. The owner said, no problem. We stand behind our products. I'll send you out another whole assembly for the broken pieces. How much is that going to cost me? Don't even worry about it. Somebody ain't caught it yet. Here's another whole assembly. So this guy sent me the piece I broke and everything surrounding it. I said the piece I broke and everything surrounding it. By the time I put it together, my error couldn't even be seen. 
Why did that work? First of all, I opened my conversation with the manufacturer with truth. I did it. Unlike some of us, you done sent me something faulty. I don't know what was wrong with this thing. I'm sure it was like this in the box. Huh? It was you? No, no, no. I started the conversation with truth. Listen, it is leaking. The blessing is not performing according to the promised intent. But I'm the one that probably broke the blessing. And watch this. I stopped talking. Because watch this. There's no more explaining I need to do. I did it. Now I've, I've said, okay, manufacturer, what do you want me to do? His response, I'll take care of it free of charge. My response, what shall I render? Yeah. His response, nothing. Oh, that, ain't that like the Lord? <laughs> but you got to do it right. Lord, I messed it up. I messed it up. I messed it up. This thing ain't working. This ain't working. This ain't working. This ain't working. This ain't working. But I'm the one that tore it up now. It wasn't you. It's me. The Lord's response, all right. I'm going to send you something to replace everything tore up. Here's the beauty. Now watch this. He replaced all the parts that I broke. And when I got done, I still had the same pen. Y'all trying to throw the whole pen away. But the God that I serve replaces broken pieces. Y'all want to throw the whole pen away. Ain't none of this no good no more. He's like, no, 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 no. No, I'm better than that. I'm better than that. You don't throw your body away when something's broke. You won't mend it. Huh? If you went to the doctor and they said, listen, you broke your arm. You ain't like, cut the whole leg off. Cut the whole thing off. Is it foot broke? Cut the whole leg off. I don't need, no, no, no. You won't admit it. That's how God does with you. I'll fix it. And by the time I get done fixing it, what you broke, you won't even be able to see. But you got to be mature. And you got to follow instructions. Father, thank you for this word and truth. Thank you for the challenge. Now, God, give us the strength to apply and not just give illicit amens. In Jesus' name. Amen. Clap those hands. Y'all learned something today? Hey, how many of y'all are challenged? Now, how many of y'all are prepared to do some application? Amen. Prepared to do some application. Now, ain't none of y'all just sit there like, ooh, this, this, this. Keep hold that. Do something with this one. Amen. Do something with this one. We have, let me give you a couple of things before we prepare to get.